0: Amen. We'll have your Bibles with you tonight. Would you please turn with me uh, to the New Testament, the book of Philippians, Philippians 4. And I'll be reading a few verses uh, here and then looking some other places tonight. And this morning I was, uh, <clears> the <throat> uh, pastor was preaching and I'm talking about the peace of God. And uh, one of the points he came to was in this passage here. And I'm thinking, well, if he elaborates on that point, he'll, Uh, preach part of my message tonight, and uh, I was telling Brother Sean afterwards, I said, that doesn't bother me a bit. In fact, that encourages me, because he had no idea what I was preaching, and uh, uh, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue what he was preaching on, and uh, it's always exciting to see uh, how it fits together, and uh, I don't think I'm going to by no means cover what he covered, maybe this one little bit, and... uh, but uh, add to it a little bit tonight, and uh, it's always exciting. I always looked for, <clears throat> look for God's, uh, what do you want to say, it? Uh, stamp of approval or God's okay when it comes to what I'm preaching. I pray, a lo- I pray much about, uh, I would preach what God would have me to preach. In fact, I mentioned Brother Sean, I had, a lot of times, especially if you preach, preach out, uh, you'll have a message that you're confident in and that you're uh, maybe knowledgeable in or a subject you're knowledgeable in or, and you're confident preaching it. And uh, But then a lot of times God will have you preach something that maybe you're not as comfortable or you're not as uh, knowledgeable, uh, but that's what he would have you to preach. And that happened when we were out in, uh, a couple of years ago out in um, Arizona with Brother Bacinas and a missionary was speaking. And in fact, Two other missionaries were speaking uh, that day, and, and all three of the messages were not the same, but they went along to, together on the same subject, and uh, it was pretty exciting because not one of us knew what the other one was going to say, and it fit together perfectly. And uh, uh, Brother Basinus got up afterwards, and he said, Now, if that, was, if that wasn't the Lord, uh, what do he say? If that wasn't the Lord, I don't know what, what was, but it's like it all just fit together. And it was the Holy Spirit leading and guiding, directing, and that's exciting to me. And that's what what happened a little bit today. And uh, start reading in verse number four. If you would, please just follow along, read a few verses, and get into the message tonight. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in uh, in every, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Preacher mentioned that this morning, and that was one of the ways that we can uh, get the peace of God by taking everything to Him. And I was thinking about that when He was preaching that. And of course, one of the things when I come to church, I don't. <laughs> I want to get something I just don't want to put my time in I want to get something and God spoke to my heart on that point about the fact that many times we do take them to the to the Lord and we're supposed to whether they be big or small but many times we take them to the Lord but we don't leave them there we pick them back up and take them along and try to work it out ourselves but you know what when we do that we're not trusting him we're trusting in what we can do it says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And verse number seven says, "And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus." And I have underlined that not only uh, the part where it says, uh, "And the peace of God," I underlined that, but I also line underlined, uh, <clears throat> "Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus." And I believe that's, you know, I don't believe, I know that's the key. It's uh, Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ doing it. You know, we got saved by faith, and, you know, the day and time which we live, if we want to have the peace of God, it's going to take some faith to believe God. You know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to put it into practice. We can say a lot of things. People say a lot of things. and uh, But you know what? The proof of the pudding's in the doing. You know, we can... uh, we can say it, or the, oh no, really the proof of the pudding's in the eating, I forgot about that. It's not in the doing, it's the eating, you know. Somebody said, I can make good, uh, good rice pudding. I said, well, m- make it up, let's try it, you know. And uh, I remember my sister, my youngest sister, she says she, she's proclaimed herself the best rice pudding maker, you know. And uh, I said to her one day, I said, well, where's it at? Let me try it, you know. <laughs> uh, the proof of the pudding's in the eating, but you know what? The proof of our faith is in the doing, amen. Uh, we can say it, and we can even preach it, but are we going to do it? It goes on to say, it says, um, verse number eight, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are good, or excuse me, things are pure, and whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, and if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And I was entitled my message tonight, Think, T-H-I-N-K, think on these things and you know I'm not a uh, much of a uh, acrostic type preacher or you know, I'm not one of these guys that have all my points line up with uh, uh, a certain letter. I know Samuel does well with that and, and even Pastor Ron, but not, not me because usually I can't find a word that fits there. I even, You know, if I do, it's a word that I don't understand or don't know the meaning of but, uh, or something that a word that I wouldn't normally say. It's, my wife says, you wouldn't say that. But anyway, <laughs> that's not a word you would use. But uh, I want to talk on or speak tonight on things Uh, things, uh, think on these things. And let's read a couple more verses. Those things which we have heard both and learned and received and heard and seen of me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. I don't know about you, but it goes right along with what we were talking about this morning. We we want God's peace, you know, God's peace in our hearts. Someone once said, and I, I agree 100%, even more so today than ever before, when we get to heaven, one of the wonderful things that will be in heaven is perfect peace and perfect rest. You know, those two things sound really good today. I mean, just to have perfect peace and perfect rest. If you ever struggle with a night's sleep or you're, you're tired, you are you're wake up tired, I thought, boy, wouldn't it be wonderful? Perfect peace and perfect rest. And it says, the God of peace shall, shall be with you. In verse number 10, it says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly now that now and at the last you cared for me having has has have, have, have flourished again wherein we were also care, careful cared for, cared for but ye lack opportunity not that I speak a, re, a respect of want for I have learned in whatsoever state I am wherewith uh, wherewith to be content I know how to abase and how, I know how to abound in everything where uh, in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to be abound and to suffer need verse 13 a very famous verse we hear often says i can do all things through christ that strengtheneth me notwithstanding uh, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my afflictions and let's pray heavenly father help me tonight I need your help. I say it because it's so. Lord, I need clarity of mind. I want to be a help and a blessing to these folks. Lord, the folks that I love and care about are here tonight. And Lord, uh, folks that you love. And Lord, you surely have shown your love. We're talking about, uh, uh, Lord, demonstrating our love. And Lord, we've surely seen that in what you have done for us. Dear God, you sent your only begotten Son. And Jesus, we're thankful that you left heaven's glory to come to earth to redeem us. And Lord, I know you came for all of mankind, but I'm thankful that you came for me. And Lord, thank you for that gift that you've provided, that gift of eternal life. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity that I had to receive it. And Lord, thank you, what it, uh, thank you for what it means to me in the day and time in which we live not only a place uh, to end up and to spend eternity in heaven, but Lord, uh, the help and the hope that I need that I could have the peace that you're talking about here. And Lord, I pray you'd help me to share this. And Lord, as you laid it on my heart and been thinking about these last few weeks, Lord, I pray that we would think on the right things. And Lord, help us to do so. Lord, your word says we can do all things through you. And Lord, I pray that we could uh, help us to control our minds and what we think about. Lord, so many things we think about in the day and time in which we live, are, are uh, some are wicked and some are useless, but Lord, help us to think on the right things, that are things that are helpful, things that would not only be a help to us, but be a help to others. Lord, if we would uh, be mindful of them, and Lord, I pray you would help us. Help me, I pray, help each and every one, give the ears to listen, and Lord, I pray you could be a help and a blessing. We'd leave here Lord, may be more determined to do that which you called us to do because we were here. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. The word think. Think on these things. I think oftentimes we think about things, but do we think on the right things? I I was thinking, talking about this morning, the message. When you got saved, you got uh, peace with God. Amen. You know, before you were saved, you were enemies, uh, enemies of Christ. You were against, the, against the, the work of Christ. I was thinking like, uh, uh, and when, when you got saved, uh, you know what? The, the, uh, you, became, you had peace with God. And I thought, you know, and uh, how wonderful that is. And that was brought out this morning, Have the peace with God. You know what? Not only am I, I have peace with him, uh, I'm joint heirs with Christ. And I thought, boy, I think about that, and it's overwhelming to me to think that I know what I am. I know what a wicked sinner I am, but yet God, God has given me a, uh, to be joint heirs with Jesus. God has called me into the ministry. God has given me a job to do for Him. And how, how humbling it is when I think about that and how exciting it is to know that uh, God wants to use me and uh, that, he, that He has used me and He's going to use me. And I'm excited about that, and I'm thankful for that. And I thought, you know what, it's because what Christ has done. Not what I've done, but what Christ has done. And I've often said it because it's so. If there's any good in me, if there's any good in me, it's not because of me. Often think, where would I be today if I had not gotten saved? I think about it. I think about hell. And I think about heaven. I think about where I would be. And where my life, what would my life be? And what would have counted for? And I'm thankful for the fact that I'm saved. Right. And I'm thankful for what Christ has done. Talking about knowing or having that peace of God, even in the time of distress or turmoil or heartache or disappointment, knowing that. <laughs> that everything's all right. You have the peace that Bible talks about here that passeth all understanding. You know what? In the circumstances you're in, you say, how can can I have peace? I don't know. It's because of Jesus Christ. It's not because of me. You know, a lot of times we um, mentioned this morning, we try to calm ourselves. And a lot of times when I try to rationally figure something out, the more I think about that, (laughs) the uh, more... Aggravated, I get, and sometimes I just have to say, you know what? I'm not going to think about that anymore. Oftentimes, I've told my wife, you know what? We're not going to talk about that anymore. It's not doing any good to talk about it. We just need to take it to the Lord, and just leave it there. So I want to think on these things. The things we're talking about here, that was just mentioned in verse eight. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. I was thinking tonight about these uh, letters. I'm breaking it down into acrostic. I'm kind of change it up a little bit. But first of all, I put number one, a timely thought. Timely thoughts. Whatsoever things are true. You know, I was thinking many folks over the years, I've seen many folks that are living in the past, you know, living in the past. By the way, you can draw from past victories, uh, you can, if you draw from past defeats, it'll discourage you. If you draw from, usually if you draw from past victories, it'll, it'll uh, think, you'll think more of yourself than you ought. He said, boy, look what I've done. You know, I've got news for you. I realized a long time ago, God, God knows what I've done in the past, but He's uh, whether it be good or bad, He's more concerned about what I'm doing today. And I thought, you know what? Oftentimes, we can't, re- we can't uh, rest on what we've done. We need to realize that if we think about those things which are, have been done in the past or just dwell in the past, you know what? <laughs> uh, it will limit our usefulness on the things today. You know what? I remember oftentimes, especially older folks. Uh, I'm not I'm not there yet, but older folks will say something like, "Oh, back in the old days," you know. <laughs> back and a lot of fact, they'll say a lot of old folks will say, "Back in the good old days," you know. And by the way, I'm here to say there were some good days back in the back in the old days. There were some good days, man. There were, I think in my life, man, when I was uh, boy, it just seemed like life was a whole lot more simpler. We, my wife and I, talk about that often. Back in the old days, you know, things were a lot simpler, and it seemed like the more things we have, the more complicated life has become. We have all these things that are supposed to make our life simpler, and it seems like it's more, it's more complicated than ever before. I remember my mother, of course, my mother's been gone for years. If she'd still be living, she'd be way over 100, and uh, she was born in 1913, so you figure it up. And she died when she was 90 years old. And before that, shortly before that, we were talking, and she was talking about the good old days. And she said, uh, a lot of the days back in the past were good, but there was a lot of days that weren't so good. <laughs> I remember years ago, she walked over to the laundry room right off her kitchen. and had a, a duplex down in Florida, and there was a laundry room right off the, next to the kitchen. We're talking about the good old days. She walked over to the wash machine, opened the lid, and she said, these are good days. All I have to do is open the lid, put them in, and turn the switch on. She said, the old days I used to have to... This is is the truth. She wanted hot water to wash her clothes in. She built a fire outside. She put a wash tub over the fire and went and put water in it and heated the water and washed the clothes on a washboard. She said... I don't miss those days. (laughs) She says, those days weren't very good. (laughs) She said, this is good. She opened the lid on the washing machine, you know. And I, I thought, you know what, that was pretty exciting because you know what, she was more excited about today and what she had today than what she had before. You know what, we can't live in the past you know what? We can enjoy what God has done in the past, but the past is past. What's gone is gone. What's done is done. You can't reclaim it. In fact, the Bible talks about uh, time is like water that's poured in, poured on the ground. It just it, it evaporates. or goes in the ground, can't rec- reclaim it anymore. And I thought, you know, that's time. That's the time of our life. You know what? Many will live in the past and their usefulness is limited because of that. And I was like, you know what? I don't want I don't want yesterday to be the best day of my life. I want tomorrow to be the best day of my life. I I thought, you know what? Every day is a good day, amen? Every day is a good day. Some may be better than others, but every day is a good day with Jesus. You know what? We ought to believe the song we sing. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. You know, I think we sing that song, well, maybe not too often, but I've sung it before, every day with Jesus, sweeter than the day before. And I thought that ought to be our goal. That ought to be our desire. Every day ought to be a great day. You know, many will limit, their. many lives will be limited by their past. Secondly, some lives, (laughs) lives are made up (laughs) or make-believe. You know what? living in make-believe land. You know what? <laughs> Some need a good dose of reality. Say, so you know what? <laughs> I think we need to be a realist, amen? I think we need to be realists with a good dose of faith in God and realizing nothing's impossible with God, amen? <laughs> You know, thinking, we can, you know, we can we can make it sound better than it is, and we can sugarcoat it, and we can hype it up. But you know what? We get need to live in the day and time in which we live, and be be mindful of what's taking place. You know what? If we don't, you know, we I, I wrote this beside it. It says we're in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. Amen. We're here. God's put us here for a purpose. But you know what? We don't have to be pulled down in the miry muck of this old world. We can live above that. You know, some are living in a make-believe world and their outreach is 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 limited because of that. You know what? We need to see it how it is. You know what? We need we need a good, a good glimpse of what, what it really is. We must think realistically, down the earth, timely thoughts that will help us now and for eternity. You know what? I need to be reminded. I need to remind myself that I'm not living for today. I am not living for this this world. You know what? We'll get so bombarded with the idea that we have to have these things and without these things we're not going to be happy and these things are the most important thing. And the truth of the matter is, I thank God for nice things, but I got news for you. Nice things don't make you happy. You know, things of this world are temporal. I, you have it. It may be new and nice today, but guess what? Sooner or later, sooner or later, it's going to be old and worn out, and it'll be sooner than later. I, it is amazing. I was We had problems with our roof leaking, and I said to my wife, how can our new roof be leaking? Our new roof was 25 years ago, but in my mind, that's a new roof because we put it on there. But you know what? We think about things, oh, well, you fix something it's going to last. i got news for you. If you can fix whatever it is, it might be your car, your house, whatever it is, and guess what? Uh, and I'm all for nice things, and I think God's people ought to have nice things. But i got news for you. We need to be reminded we're not here just for the nice things. We're here for a purpose and a reason, and, God has, and we need to be thinking on those things. Those things, we must be r- realistic, and we must be down to earth, and it must be timely thoughts on the things of eternal things. Not the things, that, and, I'm th- and I said this for a third time, I'm not against having nice things. In fact, it bothers me many times when I see wicked people prospering and God's people struggling. But I also realize this, the things of this world don't satisfy. So we need to have timely thoughts, whatever, the th- whatever things are true. Secondly, we must have honest thoughts, whatever things are honest. You know, many practice dishonesty. They, they 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 struggle with telling the truth. You know, I found I found out uh, different situations, you know, we and by the way, we're all guilty of this to a certain degree. I don't care who you are, you're guilty of it to a certain degree. But you know the honest the, the best thing about telling the truth, you don't have to worry about the lies you told. You see, it's just well, what's the truth? You know what? Many many practice dishonesty. Dishonesty breeds deceit, guilt, <laughs> destruction. Honesty brings freedom, and he, what does the Bible tells and and he shall know that. Uh, oh, excuse me, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I thought you know what to tell the truth, just to be honest and upfront with everything. You know that that's easy to say and hard to do. There's a day and time which we live, to be honest with everything. You know what? Honest thoughts. Think on those things which are honest. You know what? Uh, not, not think on deceiving things. You know, honestly, everything that we do begins with a thought. For the most part, everything that we do, we start thinking about it before we follow out the action. Sometimes it may be for a long time. Sometimes it, it may not happen, but most of the time when something takes place in our life, we think about it. It may be for a short time, for a long time, but we need to be careful what we think on. And we have to have honest thoughts. Uh, we must be honest with, with God. You say, well, God knows everything. Yeah, he knows when you're dishonest. And by the way, we have to be honest with ourselves. And You know what I found out? <laughs> it's, hard to be, it's hard to be honest with others, but you know what? It's difficult to be honest with ourselves. Because you know why? You know what I, I, maybe if you're not like this, well, <laughs> you're you're better than I am. But guess what? I always think of myself better than I am for the most part. I've said this before. You know, if you don't believe that, how many times have you seen a video or a picture of you and you say, ah, that's not that doesn't look like me. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> I, I know you don't see yourself from that perspective or from that <laughs> that that shot of the camera, but I got news for you. That's you. I was telling Nate years ago, I got upset with a lady at the, uh, DM, the BMV. I went down to get my license before you could go online. That's, that's how long it was, how long ago it was. You have to go down there, you couldn't do it online. I went down in there and she asked me the color of my eyes and she, she didn't ask me the color of my hair. She had the nerve to put down gray. She put gray. I looked at my license. I said, wait, up until then my hair was brown. She put gray and she didn't even ask me. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, I don't have gray hair, I have brown hair. I've always had brown hair. (laughs) Well, I didn't didn't press the issue because I really knew down deep in my heart if I'd look in the mirror, my hair was more gray than it was brown. But you know what? We think think ourselves better than we are. We think we're better looking than we are. We think we have hair and we have hair and, we, and it's brown, you know? I thought, that's not me. I said, man, it always cracks me up. And I think I've said it. I'll say now, I'll say that's not a good picture of me, <laughs> bad camera, you know? But uh, the, idea is, the idea is, that's you. You know what? We think of ourselves better than we are many times. Or, or sometimes we think of ourselves worse than we are. You know why? That's why we need to be honest. We must be honest with ourselves. You know what? We must be honest with others. But even more important than that, we need to be honest with God. You say, well, God knows everything. He does, and he surely does. And by the way, we don't have to tell God, but you know what? When we, when we, don't, we don't tell God or we're not what we ought to be and God sees that, you know what? That's more devastating than telling telling someone being dishonest with someone else or someone or even ourselves. You know, God's, God gives us an opportunity, does He not? Aren't you, aren't you thankful we got a God that is long suffering? Aren't you thankful we got a God that's patient? You know, oftentimes, oftentimes we're, we struggle with being patient with one another. We won't cut. Folks, some slack. He said, What's, "What in the world's wrong with them? They need to shape up. <laughs> I was thinking about that. What about us? Look at the slack. God's cut us. He knows we've done wrong. <laughs> he knows when you do wrong. He knows when you're dishonest. You know what? He gives you an opportunity to get it right. I thought, we must be honest with God, ourselves and others. Thirdly, we're on eye. if you're keeping track. Inspiring thoughts. You know what? We need to find some things that move us. Move us for the things of God. Some things that encourage us. He says, whatsoever things are just. You know what I like? I like about the, I think I shared, I was talking to someone recently within the last few weeks, I thought one of the, might have been Brother Ken, I said, one of the things I love about God, he's the same. You know what? (laughs) He's the same. I got saved over forty years ago, and guess what? He's the same. He's not changed. He loved me then. He (laughs) the Bible tells us he's the same. Yesterday, today, forever. Man, I love that. Whatever he says, that's it. How many times <coughs> How many times has someone said something and you'll say, Phew, huh, what did they really mean by that? And aren't you thankful? <laughs> when God said or did they really mean it? You know, people say something did they really mean that? <laughs> Whether it be good or bad. You know, something people people say mean things and you say oh well, did they really mean that or they say something nice and you say did they really mean that <laughs> you know with god if god says it that's it he meant it and it's going to be the same you know what whatever things are just a christian should <laughs> reject satan's suggestions man that's easy to say and A Christian should reject Satan's suggestions. You know, day and time, which we live, it's always been this way, but even more prevalent than ever before. The old devil's doing a fabulous job of dividing. And we've seen it before, and we're seeing it today. Christians should reject Satan's suggestions and discouraging things you know what when your mind goes there and you begin to think on that you need to ask God to help you to change your thinking right then say God help me to think on the things that are right get in the Bible look at think of some scripture whatever it is to combat that which you're dealing with you know what if you listen to to the old devil he'll he'll, yeah it won't be inspiring it'll be discouraging thoughts you know what? It'll be discouraging. It'll be unjust. It'll be, um, it'll be, uh, what is it, uh, pessimistic. You know, it'll be pessimistic. You know what? <clears throat> we must, we must go to be, we need, we need to be optimistic. Amen. And our optimism ought to be based on something that's true, and that's the word of God. Amen. You know what, we had to go, what does the Bible say? What, what, what does God's word say about this? What, what would God have us to do about this? You know, think on the things that are, would inspire you, the things of God that would stir your heart for the, uh, for the things that are right and good and honest, the things that are mentioned here. You know what, that we would be dwelling on those things which are right. You know I don't know about you but I'm thankful when I think on the things that are wrong the Holy Spirit convicts me and boy I am thankful for that I'm thankful there's a God in heaven that loved us so much that he sent the Holy Spirit to convict us when we think wrong amen but you know what he also gives us that peace when we do that which is right it says the god of peace shall be with you i don't know about you but i want i want that peace to be with me every step of the way you know what we need to have timely thoughts we need to have honest thoughts we need to have inspiring thoughts and you know, we need to be careful what we fill fill our minds with on a regular basis I mentioned we need to be aware of what's going on in this world, but you know what? We need to be careful that we don't think more of what's going on or what's taking place in this world than we think on the, the things of God. I've said years ago that we used to hear things like somebody was, someone was so spiritually minded. Uh, so, uh, so spirit, uh, spirit, spiritually minded that there were no earthly good. I got news for you. That's not the case for most of the cases in the day and time in which we live. People are so earthly minded. That there's no spiritually good. At all they're thinking about the things of this world, the things that are temporal. If I was to ask you tonight, are the things of this world uh, eternal or temporal? You'd say, preacher, we all know they're they're temporal. The things of this world one day will burn up, will disappear, will be no longer. The things of God are forever and ever. But yet, what do we spend our time on? I know we need to take care of the things we have, and we need to make a living. and I know that, and and it all has to have the right perspective. But you know what? We We need to be careful what we're dwelling on or what we're thinking on constantly. If you want to be honest with yourself, you could... Ask God to help you to recall what you've thought on the last 24 hours of your life. What has occupied my brain? (laughs) It's pretty, pretty sobering if you do because you'll find out that only a small portion of it was the things of God. For the most part, it was the things of this world. And we wonder why we don't have the peace of God in our heart. We wonder why we don't have peace of God in our lives. We're dwelling on things that are temporal. We're missing out on the things that are eternal, things that are forever and ever. We're talking about inspiring thoughts. A Christian should dwell on the thoughts that help them to go forward for effective service. Man, how many times we ask ourselves, what can I do to propel the work of the Lord? Well, you know what? That kind of hits, <laughs> hits right at home. What can I do to propel the work of the Lord? Upright and inspiring thoughts help us to put into practice the fruits of the Spirit. You know, then we read, in, was it over in Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness. You know, those are the fruits of a Spirit-filled man. Those aren't the fruits of a Christian. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But by the way, God's made it available that when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruits will be evident. Next, we need to move to in noble thoughts. Whatsoever things are pure. We look around and the, <clears throat> our world's staggering under the weight of immorality. <laughs> I was thinking about how things have changed in America today. I love America. I thank God for America. I still believe America is the greatest country on the face of this earth, but can I tell you something? It's changed. The America that I knew as a child or a teenager or Middle-aged is gone. Only a small remnant of what was there is there today. It's, under the stagger- it's staggering under the weight of immorality on every hand. <laughs> Immoral, degrading principles in which it is adopted. And it's happened right before our eyes. Think on those things that are pure, noble things that contribute to high morals and high moral standards. There's things that we used to, and I'm thinking about things that we used to get so upset about and just irate because of what was taking place. We've accepted them and it's commonplace in, in America today. Man, we've seen it change right before our eyes. See, you know what, how churches have changed, how Christians have changed. You know what, we used to always say, here's the world and here's the church. You know, here, here's the, how would it go? Uh, Here's the, here's, uh, here's the world, here's the Christian. You know what, and we say, well, the, uh, the, uh, we're, we're separated and that's what we're supposed to be separate from the world well you know what we've seen we've seen the world we've seen the world move and then we've seen the Christian move we've seen the world move and we've seen the Christians move you know I was thinking I was thinking this afternoon we're for the most part we're many are right where the world used to be you know, it would have been nice if we would have took a stand and stayed there. But you know what? We haven't. We've moved along with the world. And by the way, I think there's different reasons for that. And I think one of the reasons we need to be close enough to the world that we can reach them, but yet we need to be careful that we won't become part of the world. And that's a difficult thing. We need to have noble thoughts. Our Heavenly Father is the King of Kings. And we are His children and we should be noble in our thinking. We should be noble in our thinking. You know what? Maybe maybe you know what? Many times we're so busy trying to clean up the world, maybe we ought to be more concerned about cleaning ourselves up. You know what? I <laughs> I can do very little to straighten up this world. But with God's help, he can help me to help straighten me up. By the way, I'm not going to give an account for the world. But I am going to give an account for me. By the way, you will give an account for yourself. The Bible tells us that. We'll give an account for every good and evil thing that we've done. noble thoughts. Then lastly, <clears throat> kingdom thoughts. I could have started here because <clears throat> I like this. This is whatsoever things are lovely, a good report. <laughs> I think about heaven, man, I get excited. I think about, I mentioned it, was it just a little bit ago about PP, perfect peace and perfect rest. I mean, I am talking about the fact that I get to... <clears throat> someone said, well, I can't wait to get to heaven to, to uh, kneel at the feet of Jesus and thank Him and praise Him for what He's done. I got news for you. I can't wait for that day too. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not waiting until that day to thank Him. I'm going to thank Him again today for what He's done. Just as I did yesterday. You know what? <laughs> Kingdom thoughts. Positive thoughts. Uh, thoughts reaches, reaching for our highest and our best. Pressing forward. You know what? There's a lot of things we can't change, but thank God there are some things we can change. And you know what? We need to get to the point where we'll be so defeated that we'll just throw in the town and say, you know, what's the use? I can't do anything. I can't make a difference. And you know what? That's true. There's a lot of areas that we can't make a difference, but there are many areas that we can. You know what? If you're, so, if you're standing on the solid rock, you can still throw the lifeline out. Amen? If you're not down in the sinking sand and the miry muck, you can still throw the lifeline out. If your feet are placed on the solid rock, you still have an opportunity to throw out the lifeline and pull some folks in. Positive thoughts. To reach our high and our highest and our best. Neg- negatives must be replaced through faith. Faith, faith to to be effective, we must com- uh, put it together with some works. I was thinking over in James, and uh, when I get there, was it was a James chapter two, I believe. Yep, James two. It says uh, seventeen. So so uh, even so faith if hath not works is dead being alone yea a man may say thou hast faith and i have and i have works show me thy faith without thy without thy works and i'll show you thee my faith by my works now a lot of times we don't mention this too often because people say well you know you have saving faith, you, you have to work to be saved. That's not what the Bible's teaching. The Bible's teaching this. Once you're saved, there ought to be some works that goes along with it. You know what? goes back to the fact that, you know what, we can say it, but you know what, if there's not something that we can see that we've accomplished with through faith, by believing God and trusting God and realizing God's on our side and he's there for us. I was thinking this afternoon how many times God has shown himself. You know what? I, God has told me what to do and I followed it and he did the rest. You know, things that I could never do, he has done. And I believe it because I had enough faith to step out and believe that he could. How many blessings have I missed out because I've not had enough faith to do my part? How many times have we missed out because we had, we thought the wrong way or we were, our thinking was wrong. And like they used to say down south, they said wrong thinking, you know. And I thought, boy, you know, the idea that you think, you think wrong and best, and guess what? You don't see the victories that God has for you. You say, you know what? It can't be done. And you know what? We need to say, I can't do it, but there's a God in heaven that can. And by the way, God can help me to accomplish great things if we have faith to believe and step out and do it. We can all be defeated this, this afternoon. We can all be defeated this evening and say, you know what? It's going down and what can we do? Or we can say, by faith, we're going to do something. By faith, we're going to do our part. Think about God's kingdom brings action. You know what? It'll not, hardly a day goes by that I don't think about heaven. I don't think about what God has done. I don't think about what God has done in my life. Doing his work. Reaching others with the gospel. You know what? We need to quit thinking about ourselves and start thinking about others. Boy, it's so easy to get on that self pity, self centered things. Realize, hey, you know what? It's not all about me. You know what? God has put us here for a purpose and a reason. And you know what? We need to. Do the will that God has for us in our lives. We need to think, we need to think rightly. And God can help us to accomplish that. You know, if we think on those things. We, we, can, we, can, we can accomplish great things. But you know what? If we're going to accomplish great things, it's going to have to start by thinking right. It says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God with path all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, and if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which I have both learned, received, heard, uh, heard and seen in me do. Isn't that interesting? Paul saying, you know, the things that you've learned and received and heard and seen? I'm just thinking over the years, all the things that I've seen God do. And read in the Bible what God has done for others. And we've we've learned it, we've received it, we've heard it, we've seen it. And he says, We need to do it. We need to do it and the God of peace shall be with you. And I tell you what, I'm thankful the day I got saved, I got peace with God. And you know what? I want the peace of God, amen. I want to live a life that's worth living. And by the way, the Christian life is a life worth living. And you know what? I think we're going we're gonna to one day see what we could have done and what we could have had down here, and we missed it because we did not have enough faith or we did not follow what God has for us. We didn't follow His word. We said, well, "You know what? I could have had a whole so much more." It's a wonderful life; it surely is. But you know what? I think we're just on the fringe of it because we're not willing to just give it it all, give it our all. And, you know, I was thinking there's never been anything, and this is the truest statement as I could say: there's never been anything that I've done for the cause of Christ that I that I reject. I only reject those things that I haven't done. And I thought, well, you know what? The Christian life is a life worth living. And you know what? To have the peace of, a peace of God in our hearts, knowing that God is in control and everything's all right. What a wonderful, wonderful way to live. And I think we just experienced just a small portion of that when God has so much more for us if we would just do what He's called us to do.